0: Welcome to the Shepherd King Podcast. We exist to equip pastors and leaders in the local church to transcend beyond current culture, to see government through the lens of the gospel, and engage as modeled in the scriptures. I'm Leo Lazzarini. And I'm Greg Baker. Welcome to the Shepherd King Podcast. We are continuing our series on the 20 biblical truths every governing authority should know, and There are 20 devotionals in this booklet, and today we are going to discuss devotional 12 and 13. So 12 says that people are both spiritual and physical beings. On devotional 13, the title is, The Issues Facing Our Communities Are Rooted in Bondage. So to start our time this morning, Greg, let's begin with our first devotional where we bring the importance of considering people as physical and spiritual beings to government. But what do we mean by people are spiritual and physical beings? So we are created in the image of God,
1: physically and spiritually. And because of sin and the fallenness of man, we are born spiritually dead. Mm -hmm. So a phrase we often talk about in the Christian world is a born-again phrase, right? We talk about man must be born again. Mm. We must be born spiritually alive. So whenever we see a person, it's very easy for us to comprehend that physical part of the person. Mm -hmm. We see it. We can touch it. It's very tangible to us. Mm. The spiritual, we don't necessarily see it, but we do know it's true. And here's how people are very complex, people are so different. And whenever we try to pigeonhole people, we always find out how quickly it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And there is a spiritual component to a person. That's why problem solving is so difficult. Mm when it comes to people. It's why it's not simple to just fix people. It is why there's significant wounds when trauma happens. It is beyond you just getting physically better. Hmm. There is wounds that happen in the soul. There's joys that happen in the soul. So whenever we're looking at a person, whether you be ministering to someone in a church or you're an employer of a small company, or even a large company, you cannot remove a spiritual person. That is why you think of like a major company like Wells Fargo. They can't just train employees like they're a widget. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. Right. And people bring the complexities of life with them. And that is engaging with people at that spiritual realm. We are doing it all the time. Mm-hmm. So you think about as a government authority, if I am dealing with people, if I'm, and not only am I dealing with people, I'm dealing with people at a collective level, right? So you and I, for reasons above our pay grade, get mm-hmm. to call the great state of Iowa right. our home. The state of Iowa is dealing with people collectively at 3.2 million people. The United Kingdom is dealing with people at 85 million people. Well, it has 85 million physical and spiritual issues that you're wrestling through.
0: Mm. That's very good, Greg. Um, and you touch based on how important it is to consider that um, when you are a governing authority. I mean, our government is constantly dealing with the issues of our community. We often say at the Capitol that people, when they are in trouble, they often go either to the church or to government. Um, and... Greg, can you expand a little bit more why is it so important for a governing authority to comprehend how people are physical beings but also spiritual beings and how they relate to one another? So culturally, especially in the West,
1: we dump all of our problems at the feet of government. Mm-hmm. And whether that be mental health, the breakdown of the family, economics education, health care. There's so many things we just dump at the feet of our government. And we expect them to come to a solution. If you see people only physically, you will only come up with physical solutions. Right. Mm-hmm. And what you will quickly find is that they don't work. Mm. And what often happens is we have big, expensive Government programs hmm. they're ineffective because they're only seeing the physical. So on education you might see low test scores and mental health you might come up with a diagnosis of health care or just in healthcare in general you're trying to find a way to to heal a person. But in reality there is a significant spiritual undertone that is causing that physical manifestation. Mm. And what ends up happening, you go to the spiritual undertone, one, it can completely change the way you approach the solution. But as a government leader, what you're gonna quickly find out is just how limited your authority is to fix it. Mm -hmm. Like, God did not design government to fix everyone's problems. Mm -hmm. But the expectation, because we look at the world physically, is that they can. Because what government has is an endless chest of money. That's mm-hmm. not 100% endless, but government can gather resources in a way that nobody else can. Mm-hmm. But what you quickly find when you deal with the spiritual realm, there's not enough money in the world to heal those spiritual problems. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. If money could have mm-hmm. solved mankind's problems, it would have been solved many empires ago. Mm-hmm. Rome couldn't do this. Persia couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Egypt couldn't do this. The United States can't do this. No country can solve spiritual problems. Spiritual problems have to be dealt with spiritually. And government was not designed into the spiritual realm. And that is where the church becomes all the more essential in these conversations.
0: Hmm. That's good, Greg. And Greg, how does the church become then a valuable resource to government in that situation? How does that happen? Uh, in our context here in the Western culture, you know, in the U.S., how how does that happen when the church becomes that importance factor as our governing authorities are seeking to solve those problems? Well, the very foundation first that needs to be addressed
1: for true freedom is the gospel. Mm -hmm. God didn't institute government to further the gospel. Mm -hmm. God instituted the church to further the gospel. So any foundational problem solving, it starts there. Mm -hmm. Along with that is there is significant healings, even after someone is born again, cleansed in Christ, there's significant healing that needs to happen. And the church has been equipped by the word of God, the spirit of God to work inside of people's lives and offer counseling services and other items that can deal with those spiritual wounds that are there. Mm. So you think about if someone is addicted to methamphetamine. They need assistance from the healthcare world with all the consequences of methamphetamine mm-hmm. that's caused to the physical body. But they also need someone to work through with them all the spiritual consequences that has come from methamphetamine. Mm. And the church is the one uniquely designed to do it because God designed the church to minister in that spiritual realm Mm. and to deal with the healings that overflow from the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I believe one of the greatest things that we can see today is a public church partnership. Mm -hmm. And we've been doing public church partnerships in the West for a long time. Mm. You think about... The court system. They will often refer people who are struggling with addiction to an addictions ministry. And it's a part of the court sentence. People are often given a choice. You can go to jail, spend this amount of time in jail. That's the law coming in, right? Or you can choose to get help. And a good judge can determine who needs to go to jail for a little while and can use some discipline so that they're in a better place to receive help versus who's ready for help. And judges every day, right now as people are listening to this podcast, are making referrals to who needs to spend some time incarcerated and who could get a little bit of extra help. And the correction system is another great example. The correction system doesn't just keep people behind bars and offer them food. There's a lot of other services that they provide in that, that they will partner with outside entities outside the correction system to come and minister to people there Hmm. and trying to find out how, when people's time and consequences are done, do they come back into culture? So that's great. You arrested them. You put them away. There's consequences but at some point, consequences end, and consequences don't necessarily mean change. Mm-hmm. Consequence means you're just paying the penalty. Mm-hmm. Something needs to happen for what you can be ready to reenter society. And most of that is it's in that spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. And we hear crazy stories that happen in our correction systems. Mm-hmm. Some of the most horrific crimes, and we shouldn't be surprised, because God uses a lot of horrific criminals in the Bible mm-hmm. to further His gospel. Apostle Paul is a good example of that.
0: Mm-hmm. That's that's great, Greg. And Greg, what what verse in the Bible do do we look to when we think about the spiritual and physical being of a person? How does um, the the Bible address that issue um, of? those two aspects of a person.
1: Well, I mentioned John 3 earlier, Mm -hmm. where Jesus is directly interacting with Nicodemus, right? and Nicodemus is struggling to understand, and Jesus is like, how are you a teacher of the law, unaware of the spiritual realm, but Nicodemus did not get it. Mm -hmm. He didn't get it. He did not see the physical and the spiritual, and Jesus helped him get it. Hmm. He eventually gets it. And it's fun to watch Nicodemus' story through the Gospel of John as he's understanding it more and more and more. I think of um, 1 Corinthians 15 is the the verse we chose to put in the devotional. Sown a natural body, raised a spiritual body. And there's a natural body. There's also a spiritual body. So it's written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth and made of dust. The second man is from heaven. Mm -hmm. And you see as over and over again scriptures, two identities, Mm -hmm. two very distinct identities. And sin is taking a horrific plague. On the natural body, because it's caused spiritual death. Mm-hmm. But the body, the, the the gospel, the Bible is always separating the two. Mm-hmm. So before I knew Christ, my flesh was very much alive. It was dying, it's decaying, but it was alive. Mm-hmm. But I was spiritually dead. Well, now I'm spiritually alive, born again in Christ. My flesh is still decaying. That's right. And mm-hmm. I, I love this verse from Paul in 2 Corinthians 4 is another good example of this. Though outwardly we're wasting no away, mm-hmm. inwardly we're being renewed day by day.
0: Isn't that
1: awesome? And you can be outwardly decaying. Mm-hmm. And each of us are. Mm-hmm. This body doesn't go forever, and thank goodness I don't want this body to go forever, mm-hmm. Leo. <laughs> but my soul will. Yeah. And God wants us to experience life in the soul... Mm-hmm. And he promises a new body. Amen. And creation groans for that day, but it ain't today. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you what is today. Today is the day of the Lord's favor. Mm-hmm. And he wants spiritual life for all people. Mm-hmm. And the physical body, it could only be satisfied for a period of time. Like when you eat, you got to eat again. I like my meals. Mm-hmm. I got to do at least three a day. But you know what? I'll need another three tomorrow. Mm -hmm. and I got to drink water. But Jesus says, I'm going to provide you with food and water, not for your body, Mm -hmm. but for your soul, that you'll never hunger and thirst again. Mm -hmm. The Bible constantly keeps these separate, and that is what makes us so special as people. Mm -hmm. We got to understand that if we're going to be effective in our ministry to other people, but also even if we're just going to be good caretakers of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can't love people if we don't love them physically and spiritually. Mm-hmm. And the scriptures say spiritually
0: is more important. Mm. That's so good, Greg. I mean, when we think of people in that way, how important it is that the church can be the, the vessel that brings the gospel, that message that can speak into, that can transform, that can you know, pierce through the heart of the human being and work on that spiritual realm that can um, not only bring fruits for this life, but also bring hope for a resurrected body, hope for a complete restoration of our physical being. So thank you, Greg. That's inspiring. Um, our prayers that the church would continue to become and grow in being the app center, the the thought resource uh, for government as they think about the communities, as they think about people, um, our prayers that the church can become that key factor that uh, they cannot um, over you know see and or forget. So, thank you for joining us today for one more episode of the Shepherd King podcast. We will continue our next episode on devotional thirteen. So please join us again, and thank you for um, joining us today. The Shepherd King podcast is brought to you by the Church Ambassador Network, a ministry of the Family Leader Foundation that inspires the church to engage government for the advance of God's kingdom. For more information about the Church Ambassador Network, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, thefamilyleader.com church.